0: I'm Daria Rose, and this is the Foodist Podcast, where real people use real food to get healthy and lose weight without dieting. Hello, everyone. It's Daria, and welcome to the Foodist Podcast. Today's guest is a little different from our normal guests because she's actually been a friend of mine for a while. Um, Normally, when I have guests on the show, obviously I've never met them in real life. But Lagaya and I have been friends for several years, and Somehow, without my knowledge, she, at some point a few years ago, picked up a copy of Foodist and used it to completely overhaul her health style, one habit at a time, over several years. And ultimately, she lost 25 pounds, and I didn't know any of this until I overheard her telling everyone at her wedding that the secret to her success and her toned muscles and her glowing appearance was foodist. So I'm I'm really touched by this. I, I rarely get to see the physical transformations that people have as a result of my work. So I figured I would have her tell the story to me and tell the story to you guys at the same time. So I hope you enjoy her story is fascinating and I think you'll get a lot from it.
1: Welcome LaGaya hi Hi, thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for doing this. Um, I just so people don't probably don't know, but we are friends. And to my surprise and delight, I was attending your wedding just not quite a year ago, I think. And I mean, you looked freaking amazing. I mean, stunning, drop dead gorgeous. And you're like. Crop top wedding outfit dress thing, <laughs> and mm-hmm. everybody was complimenting you on how amazing you looked, and you just kept tell I just kept hearing you telling people that it was because of foodist and That's true. and i was and I realized because it was your wedding weekend that I never actually got to talk to you about that and i just I was really touched and i would I just wanted to hear your story
1: well, I'm so glad that we have the opportunity to talk about it. Um, I have a great deal of gratitude for you for giving me a system for. For really tackling this um, but yes so so I guess a little bit of background um, which you know, but you know obviously the audience doesn't um, I, I I guess historically I've eaten pretty mindfully um, in general like I grew up a vegetarian and my dad put us on a macrobiotic for a few years um, and You know, I grew up in like a a hippie meditation community in Iowa, and so um, the community was really supportive around organic and local foods. Um, But so you've always had pretty good eating habits. Yeah, pretty good eating habits. I I mean, I would think so. Yeah. Um, I I had my first burger in college, actually. That's so Um, amazing. It was honestly, it was it was, in like it was an incredible experience. It was a Costco burger, like one of those frozen patties that um, my friend had made, you know, on his backyard grill, and I just, like, it was, I was ecstatic and just (laughs) livid at my parents for, like, robbing me of this, you know, this experience for so many years of my life. Um, And I never went back. But I think, you know, growing up in a community where there are, like, riots outside the local grocery store for genetic engineered foods in 1996, it kind of gives you a certain perspective. Sure. Um, But that made me lazy. You know, I realized I had inherited, like probably many people do, um, these kind of food choices from my parents. But I never really examined them, and I never really thought about um, how does that fit into my my health style, my life my lifestyle, um, and and really um, went about my food choices in a conscious way. So and you sort of
0: had a default healthy eating. You kind of got lucky.
1: I think so. But then, um,
0: but then when you had to go up on your grow up on your own and stuff, it just.
1: Yeah, I just it it, like it wasn't, and surprisingly, you know, I'm I'm sure other people have different experiences, but for me, um, when you're a growing kid and you just need like calorically dense stuff, and you're just ravenous all the time, um, because I wasn't eating like you know high, super high protein, uh, besides like soybeans and legumes and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, I ate so many more carbs, like many, many more, like basically filled up on on carbs. Like what kind and, of carbs? Um, ah, like rice rice and pastas, um, and breads, and you know, not like simple carbs, not like sugars all the time. Although I went through a phase, um, but um, like like I was a pasta fiend. I mean, I probably ate oatmeal in the morning, um, some sort of sandwich in, you know for lunch, and then pasta in the evening. Okay. And that is not the greatest diet, as one knows, because you're you know glycemic index its just up and down and up and down throughout the course of the day. Um, and so, you know, that's really what I was coming to the table with. And I think um, as I started eating meat, um, it became much more balanced, uh, less carb. I, I've been always eating a lot of vegetables and really love vegetables, um, like the flavor of vegetables themselves. And I think that is probably in part due to the fact that you know, I was in a, like an agrarian farming community where we could go to the farmer's market and get really fresh foods. Mm -hmm. So they tasted good without a lot of seasoning and, you know, just like a little butter and salt. Um, but what happened, I think as my career got more and more intense was, um, I stopped being sort of mindful about, uh, my, my diet and just really started eating based on convenience. Like I would get home really late. I was like super tired and really hungry and I would just eat like whatever happened to be open or you know whatever whatever place I passed on the way home from work and it just was not um like it just wasn't wasn't a great habit for me right i think um, that's really
0: common I, you know people they they grow up with certain habits and you know they're maybe better maybe worse but when they get on their own and they're they're working really hard it's just you just start to just do whatever. You know, I think that's sort of what happened to our countries. We all started just eating based on convenience and what was around because we don't really know how to do anything else.
1: Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I mean, I you know, we try to live balanced lives, but really I've, I'm terrible at focusing on really like one or two aspects of my life at the same time. And my health um, is the first thing to go, mm-hmm. always. And um, And I think – you know, I I left that job and I started to and I, well well actually what I just got really run down um mm-hmm. a couple of years into that gig and I stopped exercising because I was traveling all the time and I was eating like crap and I was just profoundly tired. Yeah. And I knew part of it was, you know, the mental load of of work, but I realized that I wasn't getting any exercise other than walking my dog, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of times a day, and it wasn't significant amounts of exercise and it wasn't cardio. Um and, and my diet was also just, just like haphazard. And, um, and then, you know, obviously we became friends. Your book came out, I think it was summer of 2013. And that was four or so months after I had left uh, my gig and started consulting. And I really wanted to get my health back on track. Um, and I had up until that point like tried a bunch of like cr- crash and burn type diets. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the, okay, first I'm going to cut out no refined sugar. Sugar is obviously bad. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to cut it out. And then I, it would last for like a week or 10 days. And then I would reward myself with the thing that I'd cut out. So it's like, you know, I went a week without eating sugar. Yay, I'm going to have a cupcake. Like, no. That completely <laughs> like negates any progress that you're making when the thing itself um, that you're trying to eliminate becomes a reward, right? So psychologically it just like didn't suit me. Right. Um, or, or anyone. Or, or anyone, or anyone I, I so learned um, in, what is it, like, chapter three of The Foodist. Um, and, you know, and then I went on, like, a couple of, like, three-day, five-day juice cleanses, which were terrible for my energy. Yeah. I mean, like, I crashed, and it, I just felt like a zombie, and I just, I thought, like, this, you know, and other people, I swear by it, um, but I you know i think everybody's body and health is different and it just didn't work for me and so yeah. um i i wanted to do two things the first thing was really um get my not necessarily like diet but nutrition as well just am i giving my body the fuel that it needs to um you know process efficiently to like think clearly you know i felt like so sluggish in so many ways mm. um and the second thing was exercise but i am as you know very well, like impulsive and free and fun and spontaneous. And I hate repetition, which means yeah. habits just last for several days. <laughs> and then I, you know, I just uh, go out the window. Um, and I'm like, and that for exercise, I don't like doing the same thing over and over again. And uh-huh. so, you know, given my nature, I just didn't know really how to approach this. Um, and and what I learned was, if there is a system in place, then I will stick by it. But like that means I have to make the right decisions consistently. And so, in reading the first couple of chapters of Foodist, you know, and learning that um, that sort of willpower is this muscle that you can strengthen, um, and that also, you know, when I when I read this this um, chapter, like subchapter that you wrote about basically like it's not about elimination. It's just about adding more healthy stuff to your diet. Mm -hmm. It was like revelatory for me. I mean, I was like, oh, like all of a sudden I had, I realized that I had been doing so much to try and like, you know, cut out certain Mm -hmm. things instead of just reinforce the healthy habits that I already did have, which, you know, fortunately were actually quite a lot, but there was also, you know, just equally as much bad stuff that I needed to like try and curb um
0: fascinating so um you you really took to you really you realized that you had so much going for you and you realized that the the limit i mean it's funny because like everybody tells you right like oh you you want to be healthier stop eating this stop eating that
1: that's exactly right
0: yeah and then and then when you, when you try like when you realize that it's like actually if you eat more vegetables you won't eat so much of that crap
1: right right exactly And it, you know, it's, it totally makes common sense, but it's not intuitive, right? Because the rhetoric around diets are cut it out, cut it out, cut it out. Exactly. And I, like, I, I just had never, never found that that worked for me. And, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't super overweight. Um, I wasn't at my ideal weight. I was probably about 15 pounds over my ideal weight. And I was the heaviest in my life at this point. You know, I'm five, eight, I was 145, 147 pounds, which was okay. I mean, I, I actually liked the curves, but I just didn't feel healthy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was tired and I was sluggish and I knew that I wasn't at peak energy and I wanted to be like just living and performing at a, at a higher level. You know, it's um,
0: really impressive that you made that connection because so many people are like, I'm so busy at work. I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. I can never eat healthy and go to the gym. That takes too much extra time and energy that I don't have. And they don't realize that the reason they're lacking the energy is because they haven't exercised or eaten well. Like, And and for you to make that connection is actually a, a big part here that is really, really important. And I'm glad that you were able to do that.
1: Well, thank you. You know, it, it took some time. <laughs> you might be giving me a little bit too much credit. I think it wasn't until after I sort of quit that job and went through this like, Recoup period that I realized, okay, it's not the job that was stressing me out, or the fact that I wasn't getting enough sleep. I need to change other aspects of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it kind of dawned on me slowly, um, and you know, I think, let's see, I had first read that book so the summer of 2013, and um, and then and we at that point were engaged but hadn't really set a date, and then. Six months later we were like, okay, let's do it in like, you know, maybe spring twenty fifteen or something like that. Or actually, no, initially we were gonna do it in in um in the fall of twenty fourteen. And I thought, ooh, I like I really gotta get my button gear. Mm-hmm. And um and you know, I had I wanted to of course look my best. You know, these photos are gonna be ones that you look at, you know, for your entire lives. And I wanted my kids to to look at the pictures and be like, Mom was smoking hot at one <laughs> point anyway. Um And so I found that it was nice, actually, to have a a deadline, like Mm -hmm. something kind of externally, uh, you know, imposed um, because otherwise I could just like sort of procrastinate forever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't really know where to start. And so when I picked up The Foodist, um, like a couple chapters in, I can't remember which chapter, but there was this, um, you know, this exercise where you did your sort of food journaling for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm terrible at like sticking to things every single day. So I did it for like maybe seven days through My Fitness Pal. And even in that week, I was able to look at it and be like, oh my God, what are you doing? Like I would eat a yogurt, but that yogurt had like 20 grams of sugar in it, right? Wow. Like I realized there were so many th- – and it was natural, organic, right? you know? And so, you know, I thought – I thought I'm eating really well. I'm eating like organic produce and you know organic foods. And I, you know, I I had sort of made the assumption that if something said natural and organic, like stupidly, that you know it was it was good for you. Um, And
0: this is why the food companies pay so much money and fight so hard to not have those labels changed.
1: It's so true. And I actually, you know, prior to that, had never really like read the labels. I mean, it's it's silly, but like I just didn't have time to count calories and look at the stuff. And I realized, um, and especially after I think you had this little table that was like basically all of the synonyms for sugar. Yeah. It was like, you know, 20 different things that like sugar is, is mm-hmm. disguised as. Um, and oh my gosh, starting to read through, okay, what's in my yogurt? What's in this salad dressing? I was shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing I did was like, okay, these these got to go. How do I get, you know, higher protein, say, yogurts with less sugar, more dense protein? So I started doing, you know, um, low-fat like Greek yogurt that was like, you know, that didn't have the inch and a half or two centimeters or whatever of like jam at the bottom. Right. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, and, and then the second thing was actually – um, I I can't remember if this was in the book or if this was something that you and I had a conversation about but you were talking about, you know, your 10,000 steps mm-hmm. and how you had this little Fitbit that tracked all your steps and whatever and I thought, well, that's easy. I should just get one of those. Like what, you know, everyone has one of, not everyone, but many of my friends had these and obviously just to have the data makes you curious and excited and whatever and um, just by tracking it you want to know and so I got a little Fitbit and I just clipped it on the my pants and I, just as a baseline I was curious, like what, what do I do normally every day? How far off is that from my 10,000 steps? I mean I walk the dog twice a day for half an hour. Where does that get me? Mm-hmm. And it was like 4,000 steps. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I was pretty disappointed but I thought 6,000 steps, like I can do that. Yeah. Um, and at this point, like shamefully, I didn't get any other exercise. Hmm. Um. And
0: walking was, was really all you were getting. That's all I was
1: doing. And I live in like a hilly part of the city. So, you know, I was going up and down hills a couple times a day, but you know, it wasn't super vigorous walking. It certainly was not jogging. Um, and so, but I thought, okay, you know, I can double this. Maybe I'll go to a fitness class. So I started, I started going to a couple of classes at um, gyms that were near my house and, um, and for me, it's all about convenience. Like if if I can't walk there, I will not go there. Yeah. And I, I you know, I don't walk huge distances over a mile. And so I thought like, you know, it, it's got to be able to fit into my routine pretty seamlessly or I won't do it. Um, and so I was less concerned about what classes I was going to take and whether or not they were literally within six blocks of my house. Um, and I went, to, I went to the local rec center and I did Zumba with, you know, a bunch of like, 50-year-old women Amazing. and had a blast. And it was like literally up the street for me, one block. Um, and at the end of my first class, I had 7,500 steps. Wow. And I thought, cool, I'm going to keep doing this. And so every Saturday morning, you know, to this day at 10 a.m., I go to the rec center and I do my Zumba. And it's, and it's mindless and fun and I interact with people that aren't my own age and I love that. Um, and it's silly, but it, it really – you know, really got me started. Um, and then the other thing people love that I, Zumba,
0: by the way. I get emails about it. People are just really? they love it. Yeah.
1: Oh, see, I'm always embarrassed to admit it. Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> um, I can't
0: guarantee there are people your age, but definitely well, that's people the love thing. Zumba.
1: Very very there are very few women our age there. But I, you know, it's it's like it's fun. And I like dancing during the day rather than having to stay up at night. And like you know, have the whole bunch of drinks that go along with it. Oh, and that was the other thing, no more cocktails. Mm-hmm. Like I realized the sugar that I was drinking, at night. and I would drink things like a Paloma, you know, grapefruit and tequila, but they would put in a little bit of syrup or a little bit of something. And, and it's um, like
0: four to eight hundred calories a pop.
1: A pop of
0: sugar. It's and
1: absurd. <laughs> not, yeah, not healthy. <laughs> which which and then the alcohol then turns into sugar, so it's like a, it's a double dose of sugar every drink you get. And um, so I just said, okay, like, A, I need to start drinking straight whiskey, which was great. Girl. Um <laughs> Which, I mean, obviously, alcohol is its own separate category, and we could talk about that um, and cutting that out of your life. But I just thought, you know, do I have to change dramatically? Like, do I have to go from zero to 100, or can I just make incremental changes that don't, like, completely um, may mean a dramatic change in my lifestyle. And that, that would make it manageable for me. Otherwise it's just too overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, and so every week I thought, okay, once a week I'm going to introduce something new. So this week I'm going to do Zumba. And then the week after I heard about, I think it was from you or Kevin, um, Fitstar, Mm -hmm. which is this app that walks you through, um, you know, a different workout every day you can optimize for strength or weight loss or whatever. And every day is different. So Ah, the gym-hating me, yes, who doesn't like to do the same reps over and over in the same sequence, um, got started with this. And you can do stuff from seven minutes to 30 minutes. And so seven minutes, I mean, you just really have no excuse for not doing it. And I honestly started with the seven-minute workout that they offer Mm -hmm. because I just had no excuse not to do it. Um, And that's how I got myself in the habit of doing it. Like in the morning, I would wake up in my pajamas. I would just do seven minutes, Amazing. and um, it it like just totally kickstarted it. So um, that's really that's really sort of where I started. And then once you know six months six months out from the or actually eight months out from the wedding, I thought I really need to kick this into high gear. And at that point, you know, I never really drank coffees or sodas. Um, I don't process caffeine well. But I wanted to – and I was eating many more vegetables at this point um, and good proteins. But I wasn't seeing the results I wanted despite exercising regularly a couple of times a week. And I thought, okay, A –
0: You'd had some results though, right?
1: Yeah, I'd had some. At this point, I dropped, I think, 10 pounds. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah. But – and, and But I think the most dramatic thing was not the weight gain. It was just how I felt every day. Yeah. You know, I felt just so much more energized, so much more like general sort of enthusiasm for things, present, like clear. And I, and I right. think that, yeah, it was, it was remarkable. And, you know, it's funny how the diet and the um, – or the health style as foodists mm-hmm. would call it and the exercise really reinforce each other because when you would go to the gym – or once right. I did my little FitStar workout or I would do Zumba or whatever and I'd be sweating, I would want to maintain, you know, that, that progress I'd made. So I didn't want to go and blow it on a bunch of French toast at brunch. I made better choices hmm. to reinforce. Hmm. And so there was this, this kind of like cool cascade effect that happened where I started to be more mindful in ways that I didn't anticipate. Um, and I realized the discipline only had to be used on one thing. And then it would sort of reinforce all of the rest. Um, so that was that was that was a cool, unexpected experience. Fascinating.
0: So before you move on to your next uh, phase of your thing, I just want to point out that you—it's—it's you, it's amazing how you're literally like. I feel like you have you went through the book, and you just picked out like exactly what I said to do. <laughs> like, like, you were like, don't. You, you, like, just did it. You, like, don't restrict myself. Add more vegetables. And then you are like, oh, processed food. What's that? And you started reading labels, realizing it was terrible. You know, slowly phased that out. Just s- slowly phased in exercise and used all these, like, incremental changes, like you said, and found easy solutions. That's something I say all the time. Like, don't make it harder than it needs to be. And, and you just piece together, a little at a time, new habits.
1: I think so. It's I, you know, it, it felt like that. It didn't. It didn't feel dramatic. I think in the past I've been very overwhelmed, because I try and make change very quickly, and then when I don't adhere to it, then I get really disappointed. Yeah. And so when I was going through the book, and I read it fairly like slowly, because each stage I wanted to be, you know, like kind of implement mm-hmm. um, and test out before I like moved on. Um, it it was the right pace, and I think. I would encourage people to to be patient with themselves. You know, I think these, like, these kind of crash diets, um, you know, it's 10 days of, like, really intense and then, and then you just revert back to your old routines. Right. Um, and that has never worked for me. And so I think this approach was sustainable and continues to be even now. You know, even years later and I got married and hopefully the photos looked great, um, but I still eat much better as a result of it. Right. And so, you know, I... I, I am, yes, I would highly recommend that type of incremental approach rather than let's change everything overnight.
0: Yeah, and I think the patience is really important. And it, it can be hard, especially for people who have been chronic dieters, mm. to uh, to have that kind of patience when they're expecting results like that, you know, like overnight.
1: Right, right. Yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, I wasn't sure. I mean, I was hoping that you know there would be some weight loss as part of this, but my primary goal was just to feel better, mm-hmm. and what happened after this next phase, which i which was I think the, the biggest part of the transformation um, was was like totally astounding. I mean when I looked back on that uh year year and a half, I wouldn't have anticipated when I first started how I would feel and what I would look like at the end um like, it was kind of, like, better than imagined, which was cool. That is um, cool. I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah, it was very cool. Well, so, so I think that, that first phase had really established kind of, um, like, a, a, a potential routine. Like, I knew that there would have, was now, like, sort of exercise stuff that I enjoyed and that I could, like, work into my routine easily. Right. And then um, a diet that felt much more balanced. But I thought, now that I've got this, you know, this kind of, like, locked down I can do this. Then I was like, I want to optimize. Like, I want to make this much better. And that's when I started eliminating stuff. So it was only after um, I started eating much more vegetables and um, was just kind of like more mindful about the times that I ate. Because before I would eat, like, whenever, you know, I would just be so, so busy and then eat and I would just shovel in my food and it was super ravenous. And then I would eat whatever. but I started just to, to plan a lot better. And so I got, um, I got on a CSA, and, um, which is, you know, you guys probably have these farm shares, you know, and, and wherever, you have, wherever you live, they'll deliver a little box. And so I got a, um, initially I got a half fruit, half vegetable, no cook box. So I could be really lazy about it. And I actually really love to cook, but I always thought it was so time consuming that, you know, I'm so busy, I, don't have, I, I can't do that. Um, and so I would just like make salads and prepare foods and whatever very quickly. Um, so that made it a lot easier. And, um, and then I just stopped like really letting myself eat processed foods. Like I just wouldn't buy them. So I think like I had had it built into my routine that I would go to the grocery store, um, after work. And at that point I was already hungry. Right. So I'd go to the grocery store and I was, if I'm, if I'm, if it's like pre-dinner that I would just buy a bunch of st- – like you never go into Trader Joe's when you're hungry. I mean, but <laughs> somehow that's what I had been doing.
0: It is a, a tremendous mistake.
1: <laughs> it is. Because then you end up buying like a whole bunch of cheese and cookies and whatever and stuff. And I'm just like, ugh, what is this? Um, and, you know, I've never been one to sort of plan my wheels, my meals for the week. But I started doing that in kind of a general way. Like, mm-hmm. okay, these vegetables look good and fresh. I'm going to buy those. And then the CSA – was really fun because they included stuff that I didn't – you know, they kind of just put together a box for you and so I cooked things for the first time like delicata squash a couple of years back and, um, you know, there were a few other ingredients that I had never made before and it made it kind of fun because mm-hmm. uh, I was learning. Um, and then like no chips, no cookies, no like – like, you know, only one pint of ice cream per week. Ordinarily <laughs> I would buy three. Um, Isn't not it amazing?
0: Isn't it amazing how – Like you, you think it takes all this willpower to not eat that stuff, but actually you only need to have willpower at the grocery store.
1: That's so true.
0: If you're, if, if you're home and it's not there, I mean, if you're willing to go out and get it at that point, you deserve it.
1: Right. (laughs) But but if you're
0: just being lazy about what you have to eat and like, sort of, it sounds kind of good and you can't think of anything better and there's ice cream and chips around, that's what you're going to eat.
1: That's what you're going to eat. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. So I just thought, well, I mean, if, yeah. Oh, and then, and then there, you know, I have this little, this little like, you know, tray on our dining room table that used to be filled with like, you know, little chips and like wasabi peas and snacks and chocolates and candies and whatever. And I replaced all of those with like dark chocolate covered almonds. Hold on, I'm looking at what's in it right now, pistachios um, and just like dried fruit. Mm-hmm. And so when now I need a little pick me up and actually this, this is for Russ as well, my husband, um, he walks by and he'll just graze on the nuts instead of like eating the chips and the cookies. So that was, that was, that was great. Yeah, Excellent. just stashing the stuff throughout the day. Um, and then really what it came down to for me was carbs. Because I had, you know, always sort of eaten um, less meat, more carbs, I wanted to actively change that. And so I said, instead of never letting myself eat any complex carbs, I'm mostly in the form of like pastas and breads and that sort of thing, because I love them. I'm gonna allow myself to eat a meal with some carbs once a day, just once, mm-hmm. but once. You know, some people have cheat days and they're, it's once a week, but I thought I could do once a day. Because then I'm not really depriving myself. Then I just have extra things to look forward to for, you know, lunch or dinner and I can still eat a sandwich and still have a pasta, but it's not every single meal. Right. Um,
0: And I love it. It's not – I love that, like, to some – like, that that doesn't sound extreme at all.
1: Yeah. It it wasn't. I mean, it didn't – like, the the great thing was it didn't feel extreme, right? It was like, you know – in the morning, it's easy to not eat carbs for me now because I'll have yogurt and fruit and nuts, and then at lunchtime I have a salad or I have a sandwich, and then at dinner I'll have you know some vegetables and a protein, mm-hmm. and that feels perfectly balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then I started exercising more, so I, I got ClassPass, oh, okay. which allows you to take classes at all these different gyms, and I started doing that. Fell in love with boxing, and then started doing boxing. Um, three or four times a week, and I dropped 15 pounds in six months. Whoa! And so I went down to my least, uh, like my my yeah. Was that is that true? Yeah, I went down to my college weight. Wow! Like, and I was stronger, more active, healthier than I'd ever been in college. And still I just pasta. to be fat, skinny fat.
0: And... Yeah, and
1: still eating pastas.
0: Amazing. and you could and probably was, knock out your husband.
1: I mean, I definitely could have <laughs> for sure, because his diet, his diet was an all-time bad place. Um, you know, I think people deal with stress differently, and planning a wedding is is you know, it's pretty stressful. Mm-hmm. there's There's a lot going on. Um, and so you know, I think if you don't watch it, then things can kind of spout a lot out of control, which happened to him. For me, it was the opposite. I needed to impose some sort of order. Um, on my life. So it didn't feel so chaotic and overwhelming. And um, it turned out to be really incredible. I got down to 125.8 at my lowest. Wow. So that was over 20 pounds. I think that was 22 pounds from when I had started a year and a half. And
0: I would just like to reiterate, I mean, we said it earlier, but you were always really like look, you looked fit and beautiful always. Like you were never overweight. So this is, these are like really, really incredible results.
1: Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I looked pretty, I mean, I, I was curvy and I liked being curvy. I mean, not super voluptuous, but like I had, I felt feminine. Mm -hmm. Um, and I certainly got down to a size that was very wiry. Um, and that wasn't my ideal weight. I feel a little bit more healthy at like 129. Mm -hmm. and I was able to, you know, after the wedding, I think with stress too, Mm -hmm. I tend to not eat as much, and so once I was once the wedding had passed and I became psychologically normal again, um, I naturally put on a few more pounds and felt felt healthier.
0: So that is so crazy. Like it's when this I've heard this story a lot actually. Like and it happened to me as well. Like when I first started making my health style changes, I gave up. I passed my goal. Like mm. I had a, I had a oh, wow. goal weight that I wanted to be for years. It was my goal weight and I, I hit it and I went down and it. And I'm what now currently it? about like five pounds below that, what that goal wow. was. But I had gone probably 10 pounds below that at some point, mm. maybe even less. And it wasn't intentional. Like I, I was not trying to lose weight anymore, but right. I just had gotten really excited about all this health, healthy stuff. And, and I, I had the same sort of revelation where I was like oh I actually don't like myself this thin I don't feel as feminine or whatever I just didn't feel like me and so I intentionally you know forced myself to eat a little more not unhealthy but I just forced myself to eat a little more and found a balance where I was happier and you know for somebody who's been dieting their whole life and. if you had told me before I started this stuff that that was would happen to me ever that I would get to a place where I was like, "Oh, I, I need to gain weight. I need to eat right. more." I would have told you you were out of your mind. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Um, no, that's
1: amazing.
0: Yeah, and it's like, you know, and it's and it's and and then you adjusted. You know, yes. and it's, it's it's really it's an amazing story.
1: It really it's a very liberating feeling to be able to say like, "Yes, I will have a little bit more of that," you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, hopefully, hopefully we deserve it um, because, you you know, you, do, you did the work. Right. And the results, I mean, are outstanding. I mean, people, you know, people, everyone asked me, like you said, you heard me mention foodist a bunch of the wedding. Everyone asked me, well, what did you do? You know, how did, like, what happened?
0: Because right. you also, you, I could tell you were doing some kind of exercise because you just had these lines in your body that you looked muscular and you were glowing and healthy. and It was just, it was obvious it was weight loss that was coming from a pretty healthy place.
1: Mm, Thanks. Yeah, I I really did feel so strong and so much more energized. I mean, I, you know, I I think when you go through a life event like that, um, your health is kind of the first thing to, to fall by the wayside. And I just, yeah, I had the extra motivation, I think, because of those pictures (laughs) that would, that would last forever. Um, and so, yeah, I'm glad that I did it. And since then, you know, I've gone up a few pounds, um, I think I, like, hover between 129 and 130, 131, um, and it varies day to day. Right. But I try and weigh myself at the same time, you know, every day. Um, and it, I don't let it get to me. You know, I really just, how do I feel? Have I been eating right? What sort of food choices am I making? Am I exercising? And um, and it doesn't, it feels kind of effortless now.
0: Yeah. That's but okay. that
1: year and a half was, you know, you like, you really got to buckle down. Um yeah, it was great. So thank you.
0: You're welcome. I'm so happy. <laughs> you know, it's it's like I I I just wrote down in my book like what I did, basically, and extrapolated a little bit and explained it out a little more. And, you know, I have all these readers, but I don't know most of them. Mm. You know, most of them I, I've interacted with online, but you know, you're, you're a really good friend of mine and, and it's still weird that we've never really talked about this before, but, um, yeah, that's true. It's so cool <laughs> to know you and to have watched you go through this and to hear you say how much you appreciate it and how much it's improved, you know, not just the way you feel about your body, but you know, your energy levels and all those things that you were talking about and your strength. I mean, it must feel so good to box. Like, I kind of want to start boxing. <laughs>
1: Yes. Boxing is awesome. Um, I did actually two weeks before the wedding have a mi- like tore a micro ligament in my shoulder. Or, no, sorry. I had a micro tear in a ligament in my shoulder. Oh. Um, so I stopped boxing for a little while. But, um, and now I'm kind of easing back into it. But it was s- such great fun. Um, and it's kind of like you feel kind of badass.
0: Yeah. And, and that's such a good feeling. Feel like I feel, I don't box, but I feel I lift kind of heavy man weights at the gym, mm, like a whoa. bench press and stuff. And and it's, a, oh, wow. it's such a good feeling.
1: It's very empowering. Yeah, like to feel strong. I mean, especially as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'm so glad, and I'm yeah, I'm really glad that we that we got to discuss this in some depth. I I think that like because the changes were so incremental over some time, I didn't. It wasn't like this. I didn't have like a a profound moment where I went. Oh, yeah, this worked it It was almost like this this kind of gradual thing and and I have so much you know I really have foodists to attribute it to, but it planted these seeds at all the right times right and um and I didn't read it like I read most books, which is like just devouring them cover to cover um and so it didn't it didn't really dawn on me as I was going through the process that like I was adhering to it, but really I had even though. Every month, I would like kind of read a little bit and then make the changes, and then read a little bit, and make the changes. So, you know, I'm I'm so sorry I didn't say something beforehand. <laughs> no, it's great. Um, but well, you but made no, your back, it your own. Yeah. I, well, and I think everybody will. You know, there's certain things that are going to speak to people based on what their habits are in the past, or you know, what what type of things they find challenging in their own routines. And I think that's a great thing about it because there were certain chapters. Or certain sections where I was like, oh, yeah, this is so true and I got this. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, in my current um, diet, I don't really need to worry about this too much. Um, But it gives you, it gives like a gentle reminder and reinforces certain things. And throughout the process, I was able to realize that like, wait, I am doing something right. I don't have to get down on myself about this. Um, And so it just made it so much more manageable rather than, oh, I'm failing, this is so hard, like I need to change all of these things. And um, that was really, it was really encouraging. Yeah,
0: that's why I, I, that's why I like liked the word health style when I was thinking of, because I was like, I have to stop using the word diet. I can't use this word anymore. Yes, and, it's and, true. And, and I liked the parallels between the word health style and lifestyle. Because mm. it's like, we all get dressed in the morning, but we all do it different. And right. And that's awesome. You know? Yeah, and there's a lot of ways to be a healthy person, and you don't have like I tell people all the time. People are always wanting to know what I do, and that's mm. actually one of the reasons I started this show. I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter what I do. I mean, I will I will tell you, but don't copy because that's not gonna work.
1: Right. Well, and I've always admired it. I mean, I think you know, seeing you and your team, and how much you exercise and your 10,000 steps, you set a really great example for me. Um, because you're energetic and beautiful and, like, you know, focused and all of these things that I aspired to to have in my life. Um, and so I think, you know, I, I thought, well, if this worked for Daria, maybe it can work for me too. But like you said, you can't just replicate somebody's routine because, A, it's – well, your routine particularly for me was just way too dramatic. Like you go to the gym every day. I have never and <laughs> will never go to the gym every day. Right. I mean, that is just – that is simply not, like – Something that I want to assert my discipline for, right? Um, and and
0: for me, it's fun, and for you, it's and, not. and for you, it's fun,
1: and for me, it is absolutely. Not. I would rather do zumba with all the old ladies in my neighborhood. <laughs> um, but I think what the first couple of chapters of Foodist really, you know, sort of imparted to me was that you, the way that you spend your willpower and discipline is a choice, right? And like. We just need to think about what are our current priorities and what do we want them to be and who is the person that we want to be. And it's less about what I eat and how much I weigh and more about how I spend my time and how I feel every day.
0: Yes. Boom. Drop the mic.
1: Boom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly it. And and when you can make that connection and you own it, then it's not a chore and then it's easy. And right. Everything that you thought was hard becomes easy.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, that's true. That's true. In hindsight, that was absolutely true. Awesome. Yeah. And now hopefully, hopefully I can somehow influence my husband to follow suit without getting him to read the book just by introducing these the, little choices. With the Jedi mind tricks. I, yes. got, all of, I got all those too. <laughs> yeah. All, all that. Yeah. And it really starts with me in the kitchen. Like if I cook good tasting food, he will eat it no matter what it is. Aren't men funny so. like that? Yeah. They will eat yeah, the thing are. that you put in front of them. hmm hmm
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and congratulations on being amazing and figuring this out and doing it so slyly that I didn't even know until <laughs> it happened.
1: It's true. I think it was just part of being in this, you know, in this tornado That I wasn't like communicating as readily with my friends and my family. But I'm so glad that we got to visit this. And thank you for sharing all of these lessons. You know, I hadn't read Summer Tomato regularly prior to this. And I found Foodist to be such an actionable and digestible format that, you know, it worked. Um, So thank you for sharing your story with all of us.
0: Thanks for listening to the Foodist podcast. I'm Daria Rose. And if you're interested in upgrading your own health style, learning how to get healthy and lose weight without dieting and without all of the suffering that it brings, then head over to my website, Summer Tomato, and sign up for my weekly newsletter. When you sign up, you'll get a free starter kit that'll teach you the basics of how to start changing the way you think about food, health, and weight loss. You'll also get a free chapter from my book, Foodist, called The Myth of Willpower that explains the science behind why the no pain, no gain mantra of the weight loss industry is the absolute worst approach to getting healthy. So come over to Summer Tomato and sign up. We have a fantastic community and we would love, love, love to have you. Thanks for listening and I will see you next time.